this is what happens when we record on a Saturday morning instead of like a random weekday evening. Yes. Our brains are not yet awake. No. I just rolled out of bed 20 <laughs> minutes ago. I had coffee, uh. but it's not working. Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Gwen. And this is Teen Squeef. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. And today we are talking about Bridgerton season two. Yes. <laughs> so uh, last week we talked about Bridgerton season one. And this week we're talking about the second season, which dropped last Friday, which is uh, arguably the superior season. Oh, I totally agree. I, I don't think I've seen a single person online because, of course, I'm on Bridgerton TikTok um, and Bridgerton Twitter to an extent as well. Ooh, okay. But I haven't seen a single person argue that the first season was better. Everyone's no. like, no, this season was much better done. And mm-hmm. we'll get into the reasons why yes. in just a little bit. Uh, but first, we need you all to know that uh, we binged. Uh-huh. We, we binged hard. Um, and so... Details are maybe a little bit fuzzy because, yes. as you all know, when you binge a show, your attention span's really good uh-huh. for, like, the first half of the season. Yes. And then the second half of the season, you're still in it. You're still keyed in, but sometimes you miss some of the more uh, the the more nuanced details. Yes. <laughs> so. like my, yes. I'm like, I have a general gist of what happened, but so many things are, like, mushing together in my brain right now i'm like when did this mm-hmm. happen i don't remember mm-hmm. which episode this happened yeah like i know everything that happened but i can't remember which episodes they happened yes. in because i binged it so fast Same. i started so the the season came out on friday morning and i started it friday and it was done before noon on Saturday. Yeah. And it's not as if I didn't have anything going on. I had plenty of things going on. I was traveling. I had a date. We went and saw the Batman, Ooh. which, by the way, really, really good. You should all go Ooh, see okay. it. Um, but, like, I I was doing other things. Yeah. But I still managed to finish the whole season in less than 24 hours, which, like, okay, it's only, like, eight hours of watch time um but still (laughs) it's a lot i know i work from home on friday so i started it like when i started my shift at like 9 a.m and i was watching it through last night up until like 11 30 i think Mm -hmm. and the only reason i finished it as quickly as i did is because i accidentally ate dairy on friday (laughs) and so I went to go to bed and I was like, my stomach hurts so bad. I can't sleep. I guess I'm going to lay awake and watch Bridgerton. Oh, no. I fell asleep. I fell asleep no. watching it. Like, I no. woke up. I I fell asleep and then I woke up and it was like the end of the episode I had been watching. And it was the wedding episode. <gasps> no, not that one. Yes. No. <laughs> I can't believe he fell asleep during that ep- Oh my god, I have so many thoughts I on that know. episode. Oh, oh okay. okay. So let's let's get into this thing. <laughs> um so really quickly, I think with with last season there were a lot more alternate storylines going yes. on. This season I think did a better job of sticking to one major storyline mm-hmm. and then only having like a B and a C plot. Yeah. Um, There weren't a million different things going on, which was nice. I liked it. Uh, So before we get to Kate and Anthony, 
I kind of want to just touch base on some of the more minor storylines. Yeah. Before we jump into the big one, which yes. we will have a lot more to discuss. Yes, yes. I think that's a good idea. I'm down. Just to touch base with them, the Duke and Duchess, Daphne and Simon, mm-hmm. we see Daphne a few times yeah. um, throughout this season. She shows up at the beginning to bring Eloise out for her um, presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh and then she shows up again, like, mid-season to talk to Antony about, like, whether or not he truly loves the woman he's courting and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, and that's really all we see of her. Yeah. Simon does not show up at all. No. Which was so upsetting. And I I understand that it's, like, uh, from what I understand, I think it's that the, the actor had a, uh, a conflict with another mm. thing that he was working on. Makes but sense. I saw someone I follow on Twitter was like, it's really rude of the Duke to make all of us fall in love with him and then ghost us. True. He did ghost (laughs) us. I was so sad when I found out Simon wouldn't be in this season. And then I saw Daphne being like, yeah, I left my husband and child at home. And I'm like, bestie, why would you You should have brought them. Yeah. I was like, why didn't you bring your husband? I would like to see the Duke again. Please and thank Mm -hmm. you. I would like to see the Duke and I, the yes. baby. Yes, and we do we see, see the, the baby, baby eventually. Very cute He's, baby. It's a cute baby. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's a cute baby, but, like, I wanted to see the Duke. I could have, like, traded that for the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's all that's happening with Daphne and, yeah. and Simon. Other Bridgertons, uh, Colin comes back from his world tour. Yes. Uh, and there is a... An inkling of a romance between him and Pen- Penelope Featherington yes. um, that then he squashes in a most brutal fashion. Oh, yes. a-, a common theme with this season in particular is men being absolute dicks when yeah. they don't think that women are listening. Uh, yep. Not it. Because Antony does it. He's an absolute dick when he doesn't think women are listening. Mm-hmm. Colin does it because he and pen have kind of been will they won't theying the yeah. entire season and then in the last episode penelope is absolutely heartbroken over something that we will discuss in just mm-hmm. a moment and she sees him and goes to him thinking that like i i'm heartbroken i need to talk to someone that i trust and that i love and so she goes to talk to colin and overhears him telling the other men that he would never court penelope featherington yeah fucking rude Mm-hmm. And and Penn just completely, she breaks in half. Yeah, she breaks down. I felt bad for her in that moment a little bit. I was mm-hmm. a little peeved at her for some other stuff she did, but I was like, yeah. that sucks. Nobody deserves to hear that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Nick Jonas brother is really just being the worst. God, so. he is such a Nick Jonas character. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. <laughs> Um, other Bridgertons. Francesca is she's is barely there, man. Barely there again. Hyacinth and Gregory are barely there again. Yep. Um, which makes sense because they're literal children. Yeah. Uh, they tiny. Uh, Benedict. Um, Benedict gets accepted into an art school, mm-hmm. which is very exciting Yay. for him. But then finds out that the reason he got accepted is because his brother, Antony, made a large donation to the school. Yeah. And it secured his spot. And so even though he's been improving and he's been doing this great work, mm-hmm. um, he finds out that the only reason he's there is because of Antony. And he has to question everything about himself yes. and about the work that he does. And it's very uh, sad. I felt so bad for him. I was like, you're so talented, Benedict. 
it's okay mm-hmm. like i understand you feel like shit but like you're still so talented don't give mm-hmm. up on what you want for those of us who love benedict and want to see him succeed mm-hmm. after finding out that anthony had made this donation it maybe would have been better Uh, We maybe would have preferred for him to then come to terms with it and be like, okay, but I'm here and I'm improving, so I'm going to keep improving. Um, But the thing about Benedict as a character is that he doesn't want that special treatment. He enjoys that special Mm -hmm. treatment when he gets it. But he also can look at that treatment and know when it is harmful to himself, especially. Yeah, yeah. and that's maybe problematic in its own way because he only recognizes his privilege when it's convenient for him or when it affects him. Yeah. But he he does actively want to reject the uh, that privilege. Yes. Like, if yes. I don't actually deserve a spot here, then I don't deserve a spot here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Benedict, yeah. Benedict's cruising along. Apparently, season three will be about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll we'll see more of him next yes. season. Yes, yes. The Featheringtons, like, post-season one, their father was murdered because of his gambling debts, so they are left in incredible debt, and the season one ends with them waiting on the next heir of the mm-hmm. Featherington estate, and it turns out to be this young gentleman named Jack, who apparently has ruby mines in America and is very rich and mm-hmm. seems like a nice guy and that he's going to take care of them, which, you know turns mm-hmm. out to not be the case that he's actually mm-hmm. broke yeah um <laughs> he he talks about wanting to find a wife uh and a new lady of the manor a new lady featherington mm-hmm. and um the current lady featherington yeah. penelope's mother does not like that because no. she's worried that uh jack is going to marry and then the his new wife is going to throw her and her daughters out on their butts essentially mm-hmm. um and so she can concocts a scheme to catch Jack and her daughter. Which daughter is it? It's not Philippa. Oh. It's Prudence. Prudence. Yes. Her daughter Prudence. Um, alone at a party. She yes. concocts the scheme. Because as we all learned from last season, mm-hmm. catching a man and a woman alone entraps them into marriage. So yes. she concocts the scheme. They catch the two alone. And now it's like, okay, yep, they have to get married. And then Jack reveals to her that, uh, surprise, surprise, the, the the ruby mines aren't anything. There's nothing there. I am broke. The entire reason I was looking for a wife mm-hmm. was because I wanted to marry someone rich and secure all of us, like, safety. Yeah. And and so then the plot becomes them trying to figure out how to steal money from all their neighbors. Yeah. and they Which com- they manage to do. Yeah, they do, like, counterfeit, like, ruby necklaces that prudence like wears to like the ball like the wedding and stuff and like Mm -hmm. they swindle people out of their money and then eventually at the end of the season lady featherington throws jack under the bus basically and blames everything on him Mm -hmm. and how they were all deceived by him Mm -hmm. basically protecting her family and being like fuck you they also had like a really weird like romance romance that's the thing it's like and and she was never wooed by it, no. but Jack, this man who was maybe in his late 20s, yeah. like, very clearly around, like, Benedict Antony age, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, started making moves. It was so weird. On Lady Featherington, and it was really weird and uncomfy. I hated it. Um, 
but my favorite part was because he was like, we'll all run away to America, you, me, and the girls. We'll, we'll run away to America. We'll start a new life. We can be together. Uh. And um, she goes along with it for just long enough to throw him under the bus. Yes. And then he's like, but we were a team. And she's like, I already have a team. And that team is three young ladies who I will never abandon and who oh. I will never allow to be taken advantage of by a rogue like you. <gasps> and I'm like, yes, lady, feathering ten. Like her character <laughs> as a whole generally pisses me off. And I really wasn't yeah. a big fan of this storyline, TBH. I was really annoyed with it because it was taking mm-hmm. away from Kate and Anthony. And I was sick of it. I was like, I'm sick of hearing <laughs> this shit. I just want Kate Anthony content. But I really, really love that moment because most of the time I can't tell if Lady Featherington actually likes her kids or not. And in that mm-hmm. moment, I was like, oh, she actually does love them. She's protecting mm-hmm. her kids. Okay. I have respect for this woman now. Mm-hmm. Swindling yeah. a swindler. Way to well, because that's the thing is like all through season one and season two, we see her make these choices and mm-hmm. they can so easily be portrayed as being really selfish choices yeah. that are just made for her. But then you actually take a look back at everything, and you're like, no, everything she has ever done has been for the love of her daughters. Yeah, she just wants them to have a good life. Mm-hmm. She's not good at showing them yeah. that she loves them, but everything she does is because she loves them. Yes, exactly, which I I did like. Still could mm-hmm. abuse less of the plots, but I still enjoyed, ultimately. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Eloise, oh, and girl. to a further extent, Penelope. Yes. So we'll we'll start with Eloise, who is being presented this <laughs> season. She she is in the pool of eligible young ladies, mm-hmm. and for a moment is actually up to be Diamond of the season. Yes. Um, but then does not become Diamond, mm-hmm. much to her relief. Yeah. Um, and she is uh, on the Whistledown hate train initially mm-hmm. because Whistledown has been silent in the off season and she's yeah. like, Whistledown really wasn't anything that that grand, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then Whistledown starts writing again. And Eloise is like, oh no, I still need to figure out who it is. Yeah. And then the queen thinks that Eloise is Whistledown mm-hmm. and essentially threatens her whole family with ruin. Yep. And then Eloise is like, I really need to figure out who Whistledown is. Yeah. Um, and this all culminates in her tracking down the printing a print shop. shop. Yeah. yeah, the print shop where Whistledown has her, her papers published. And um, she meets this young man who works at the print shop. His name is Theo Sharp. Uh, and Theo gives her a pamphlet on women's rights, and Eloise starts reading all of these quote-unquote radical ideas about women's rights and liberty and stuff like that. Uh, She and Theo form a bit of a romance. Mm -hmm. It's really cute. And then in the end, she has to abandon him because she realizes that, uh, well, it comes out through Lady Whistledown. Yeah, Lady Whistledown reveals that Eloise not only has been seeing, uh, been spotted unchaperoned with a young boy of a lower class, but she has also been reading these radical papers. Mm -hmm. Throwing Eloise under the bus and her family. It socially ruins their family, and she knows that if she continues her relationship with 
Theo, it'll only get worse. And so she has to cut cut off that. But people don't like Eloise's story because they think it's a very lackluster ending for someone mm-hmm. like Eloise. And I'm inclined to agree. I would much rather see her with, like, Theo and kind of defy, like, the class system. Mm-hmm. That seems more of, like, an Eloise thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess we'll find out because uh, from this season already, there were quite a few things that were changed mm-hmm. between the book and the show to add drama. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. And then Eloise's storyline is braided together with Penelope's. Yes. Penelope's storyline is to, to an extent about her and Colin, uh-huh. but at a deeper level, we all know now as viewers that Pen is Lady Whistledown. Yes. And she has to keep her secret from Eloise. Mm-hmm while constantly wishing she could tell Eloise. And you yeah. can tell that she's, like, waiting for the right moment to tell Eloise, mm-hmm. but then she she just can't because then it's suspected that Eloise is Lady Whistledown yeah. and she has to write this absolutely horrible stuff about Eloise uh-huh. to save her. Um, and it's just, it's a lot. It's and it's heavy. Lot. And at the end of the season, oh. Eloise finds out and she and Penn have this big blow-up fight in, in which Eloise tells Penelope that she never wants to see her again. And Eloise, I know I talked last episode about my distaste for Eloise, mm-hmm. but this was like the nail in the coffin for me. Oh, interesting. Because that final argument really proves that Eloise has no idea what it's like to be Penelope. Mm -hmm. And she has no empathy for Penelope's situation. Yeah. She she does not understand the level of privilege she holds. Mm -hmm. And that's something we see with Theo in her Yeah, with Theo too, because Theo keeps pointing it out to her. Uh About like, you are a lady. You are a fucking Bridgerton. Yeah. And I am a boy who works in a print shop. This will never work. And I get it. Okay, you got your thrills from from dallying with the yeah. with the lower class. Go back to your ivory tower. I had and to she's stay here. So, she's so confused by this and hurt by this rhetoric. And it's like, no, Eloise, you are from one of the most privileged families. Mm-hmm. You're, you guys were already privileged. And then your sister became a duchess. Yeah, and that just elevated like, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Lady Whistledown wrote some scathing stuff about you, but your family's going to bounce back. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you guys you guys are wealthy. Mm-hmm. That was never called into question. You will bounce back from you having a brief, you know, sidetrack into feminism, okay? You will never understand what it is, first of all, to be of the lower class, but mm-hmm. all, then even to be Penelope, it's, yeah. who is a part of the upper class, but her family is destitute, essentially. Yeah. Like, her, sh- they have lost all of their money, all of their social standing. Mm-hmm. Last season ruined them socially. Um, You don't know what it is like to be her and to be a person who first of all, needs to get married mm-hmm. because her family is not wealthy enough for her to not get married. Yeah. And wants to get married. I know. Penelope is actively in love. And if Eloise would open her eyes for half a second and try to understand Penelope, she would see that. Yeah. 
And like, this season was just more of Eloise projecting onto Penelope. And I, then in that final fight, it became Eloise rejecting Penelope. Yeah. Yeah. I had some issues with Penelope. I just, I hated the skating piece. I get mm-hmm. why she did it, but it, like, physically hurt my soul mm-hmm. to watch her do that. Like, when Penelope wrote that thing about Eloise, I could tell it was hurting Penelope very deeply. Like, obviously, she was, like, sobbing while writing it. Oh, but it hurt me so much in my soul to have Penelope write such an awful thing about Eloise, even though she did mm-hmm. it to save her from the queen and save her family from ruin, even though the piece then kind of ruined her family's reputation. Like, I feel like no matter... It was a very sticky situation, which last night I was so pissed off about, but now I'm seeing more clarity, and I'm like, there was no good way to go about that. Mm -hmm. Either way, the Bridgertons would have faced some sort of ruin, and ruin via Lady Whistledown is better than ruin via the Queen. You can't bounce back from that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, I I sat there going, why is that what Penn decided to write? Like, she could have just talked about Eloise venturing off to the lower streets of london mm-hmm. unchaperoned yeah. for a potential rendezvous at a print shop kind of thing yeah um but i get where pen's coming from that wouldn't have been enough no the queen would not have believed it no she needed to ruin eloise yeah and i like i desperately wish Eloise would have just been able to listen because I could tell like a couple times where Penelope wanted to tell Eloise and then Mm -hmm. Eloise would shit on Lady Whistledown and Penelope would get very like self-conscious about herself and Mm -hmm. would no longer want to tell her and she Mm -hmm. was like okay I'll wait and then she'll 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 like okay maybe I'll like rephrase my writing as Lady Whistledown to get Eloise to respect it a little bit more and then I can tell her and then every time it was always just something different that switched Mm mm-hmm and just that well, what's yeah what's really awful about it is like penelope doesn't feel particularly pretty penelope no. doesn't think she's good at socializing no. penelope doesn't see a lot of value in herself yeah and the one thing that she knows she is good at mm-hmm. the thing that she she is actively living eloise's dream yeah. Of being a, a published writer who makes her own money. Mm-hmm. And this is the one thing that Penelope feels gives her value, that mm-hmm. she feels good about. And she can't even share that with her best friend. No. And when her best friend finds out about it, all she can do is shit on her. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I get it, Eloise. I would be pissed off, too, to find out the person who wrote the scathing thing about me is my best friend. But also, once the dust clear a little bit, I would maybe be like, why did you write that about me? Mm-hmm. I, and then Penelope does say, she was like, I was trying to help you. I was trying to save you from the queen. And Eloise does not understand that. And mm-hmm. their big blowout fight, like, literally hurt me so badly to watch. Because so much of it could, could have been remedied if Eloise had just kind of, like, listened a little bit more. Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. get it. I get being angry in the heat of the moment. I totally understand that. But I wish Eloise would have stopped for a second, thought about what it's like to be Penelope. Mm-hmm. And Penelope has told her, remember, in, like, the field of, like, the flower fields where she's like, I'm a wallflower. And, like, she's like, you don't get it. Well, guys, guys actually ask you to dance at these balls. Nobody ever asks me to dance. Mm-hmm. And so I stay at the wall and I collect gossip. And, like, that's fine. But, like, I'd rather be on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to feel cherished by society, and you are. 
Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get a reconciliation no. from them next season because Maybe. next season's Benedict. And yeah. even though Benedict is Eloise's favorite sibling, mm-hmm. I just don't know if we're going to get too much with her and Penn next no. season. So we might have to wait for season four to get a reconciliation from them. But I, I it feels like it's going to be... And listen, I'm I'm working on a production of Little Women right now, and so like we just we just did the book burning scene in rehearsal Ooh. last week, and so that's like fresh in my brain, and I'm like, ooh, this feels very like Eloise and Penn feels very Joe and Amy. Oh, it does. Of like, though. like Amy making like Eloise is Amy making a really rash and awful decision. Mm-hmm. Uh but Eloise is also Joe having to understand where <laughs> Amy yes. is coming from. Uh, and Penn's, Penn's just Marmy standing in the middle going, please. <laughs> True. Please. <laughs> I feel like that will be such an interesting dynamic with, like, the Colin and Penelope thing. Like, how that, like, may- I'm guessing her and Eloise's, rec- like, reconciliation will, like, maybe lead to that being reconciled. Because right now... Penelope and Colin, not a thing. Penelope mm-hmm. just had her heart stomped on by that man, and that mm-hmm. man has no interest in her. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how they, how the writers make them make that work. I really hope that, because there's a part of me that wonders if Colin was just saying it to save face, because that's yeah. not a thing that Colin would ever actually say. Nothing we have ever seen mm-hmm. of his character tells us that that's a comment he would make it's a comment Antony would make and Antony does make it yeah but it's not something that we would expect from Colin and I I I really have to assume that he's saving face and then he's gonna turn around and treat Penn the same way he always has yeah and I I hope Penn doesn't let him get away with it no I hope she like it I know that canonically they are end game yeah but I don't want her to let him get away with it. No, I want her to be like, I heard those things you said about me. And I want her to be like a little stand up for herself a little bit. Be like, I treat you so well. Like, I support you and I'm so loyal to you. Why can't you do the same for me? I deserve as much. Mm-hmm. And he, and then make him think and be like, shit, maybe I, this friendship has been a little bit more one-sided. Because it is one, a little bit more one-sided. Like, Penelope gives so much more than Colin gives. Mm-hmm. And that's so not fair to her. So I hope he gives a little bit more and realizes that he's been a little, an ass. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Are we ready to move Let's on to go. the big bad trio? Okay. Yes! So hold on. I got a burp before we get there. <laughs> so moving on to the big love triangle of this season. Yes. Um, which isn't really a love triangle. It's more like a love point because it's yeah. like – it's it's a lot, but anyway. <laughs> so uh, as we know from last season, that season ended with Anthony announcing that he was going to find a wife. He was going to find the next lady, or not lady? Yes, no. Lady Bridgerton, the yes. new Viscountess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he is intending to find a wife this mm-hmm. season. Enter two new women into. Yes the ton um Mm -hmm. meet ladies edwina and kate sharma Mm -hmm. who are here from india yes their mother had been the diamond of the season 
in uh like lady featherington uh and lady bridgerton's season Mm -hmm. she was the diamond and then she ran away with a man of lower standing yes who already Um, had a child Yes, so Kate, the oldest daughter, is actually her stepdaughter, and Mm -hmm. then Edwina is her blood daughter. Yes. And they have come back um, to find Edwina a husband. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, we meet Kate for the first time Mm -hmm. riding astride a horse, not riding side saddle. She's riding astride like a man. Yes. And she's... She's out riding in the dawn, in the early morning dawn, um, mm-hmm. just racing her horse. And Antony sees her and thinks, oh, this woman's in danger, starts to follow her, realizes, no, she's just out for a ride. And then they race. Yeah. And he's, like, captivated by this mysterious woman yes. who he met out in the in the fields that morning. So cute. Um, And then he meets her at the ball. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he declares that uh, to his family and to all of his friends that he will marry the diamond of the season. Mm-hmm. Whoever the queen decides is the diamond, that is clearly the best young lady, and that is the woman he will marry. Because he, he doesn't expect to find love. Yeah. He doesn't want to find love. He just wants to find someone with a brain and with culture that he can be satisfied in yeah. making a match with and having children with. Yep. Um. He's in it for the breeding stock, yeah. essentially. Um, Which and he, Kate overhears. But, yeah, but he's captivated by Kate. Uh-huh. He he's like, I'm interested in that woman, but I I will not I will not pursue, pursue that no. by any means because like that's not what she's named for. the diamond of the season. That's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, surprise! Her little sister Edwina is named the diamond. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Anthony's like, oh shit. Fuck. Okay. Um. <laughs> and, and Kate's like, you are not going anywhere near my sister. I heard you hear, say all those vile things. What makes you think a woman would want to be with you? Like somebody with your like awful personality who only wants women for like breeding stock. And I'm like, mm-hmm. pop off, queen. Absolutely. And, and so then the season becomes about him trying to prove himself not mm-hmm. only to Edwina and getting Edwina to fall in love with him, yeah. but also to prove himself to Kate. And he doesn't quite understand why he's trying so hard to prove himself to Kate, because mm-hmm. like, part of it is that Kate is standing in as Edwina's, like... Guardian, basically? Guardian. Yeah, that's a good way to yeah. put it. Um, the same way that Antony was for Daphne the mm-hmm. year previous, Edwina doesn't have a man in her life to do that, so Kate is doing it as her older sister. Yes. And, um... She plans to, after Edwina is married, move back to India, become a governess, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. She she has no interest in be, being married, no. so she's just going to go back home to India. And uh, Antony spends the rest of the season trying to get Edwina to fall in love with him, but also trying to prove himself to Kate. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't quite understand why he's doing it. Part mm-hmm. of it is because, like, I have to prove myself to her, to her guardian, yeah, to kind get of her thing. approval, all that fun jazz. But then subconsciously, it's like, because I, I need her to see me as viable because yes. I, I I need her to love me. Yes. Um. yes. Oh, my God. So much sexual tension between them. Like, Edwina's, like, trying to get them to get along. And they're constantly mm-hmm. bickering. They're so competitive with each other. My favorite scene, I think, is the Paul Mall um, sequence mm. where they are so insanely competitive. But also, Kate is running 
like at the same level as the rest of the Bridgertons and Edwina's like Mm -hmm. in shock that they're all behaving so barbarically and Kate's like I gotta win Mm -hmm. and like Daphne comments how similar Kate and Antony are like they both like hold their family and like what their family needs above their own values like she comments multiple times like Daphne is the one who's like I don't think Edwina is the right match for you. I think Kate is. And Antony's like, no, I don't, I don't get a love match. I'm just here for getting a, a wonderful wife. Shut mm-hmm. up, Daphne. And, you know, it, it, it works. He woos Edwina, and that's great. Um, and Edwina is like, I'm in love with him. Mm-hmm. This is my love match. He loves me. Or if he doesn't love me yet, he will learn to. Like, this yeah. is this is a great match. I'm going to be the next Viscountess Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. And Kate doesn't approve partially because, like, she just doesn't approve of Antony for yeah. her sister. But also because she's realizing that she's in love with Antony. Yeah. And before she can tell Edwina how she feels about him, before they can resolve it in any mm-hmm. way, Antony proposes to Edwina. Mm-hmm. And then Kate's like, well, I gotta shut up about it now. I can't yeah. say anything. Um, and so they start planning the wedding. And uh, the entire time, Every time Kate and Antony interact, the, the the chemistry is so strong. It's amazing. The 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 intensity is heightened. It's amazing. Like yes. th- this season especially, it's been talked about how this season was written for the female gaze because mm-hmm. the entire season is about contemplation, about hand touching, <gasps> oh. hands almost touching. Like the breath um, on the neck when he's like helping her shoot. Mm-hmm. It's oh. about longing stares. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh gosh, what's that Taylor Swift song? Um, <laughs> oh no. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, illicit affairs? Yes. Yes. Th- this whole season is illicit affairs by Taylor Swift. Basically. Um, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, clandestine meetings longing stares yeah yep 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 but um and it it accumulates to an almost kiss like they're mm -hmm. in this the library i think at their country house or something like that they're at a ball and anthony is like why do you hate me so much and she's like it's because you 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 vex me and he's like how do you think i feel about you like you are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires and they like literally are about to kiss when Daphne walks in mm-hmm. and, it's like, and Daphne's like oh sweet tea cool yeah oh my brother's my brother's in love yeah like, she's so excited I, she's like cool and she's especially like I know that I was there a year ago yeah, when you walked in on me she's like oh my god <laughs> twinsies and Angelie's like no he's like we'll never be the same Daphne you have just more advantages than I do like I I don't have a love match Mm-hmm. And you come to find out the reason that he, he feels that way. We we get it very early on in mm-hmm. the season. It's like the second or third episode. The episode begins with Antony watching his father die. Yeah. Um, oh, that should you be learn, traumatizing. 
you learn how the previous Viscount died, mm-hmm. where he was and what happened. Uh, he and Antony had been out hunting. Antony's maybe 20, or not 29. He's maybe 19 yeah. when this happens. He is not ready to take over for no, his father. No, He and his father have been out hunting, and they come back, and they stop to pick flowers for Daphne and their mother. Mm-hmm. And a bee stings his dad, and his dad is allergic to bees, and he dies yeah. in front of... Antony. Antony and Violet, his mom, are sitting there cradling his father Mm -hmm. as he dies. Violet goes into intense grief. Antony is then then becomes the Viscount. All of his mother's things are removed from from her room. He is placed there. His mother is pregnant with Hyacinth Uh and suddenly he is the man of the house has to make all of the decisions about what are they doing with their father's body? Yeah. What are they doing for a funeral? Also, his mother is so stressed out that she has gone into labor. Mm-hmm. And it's a critical moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a dangerous delivery. And yeah. the doctor essentially asks Antony, would you rather us save your mother or your sister? Because we can't guarantee that we'll save both. Yeah. And he's so overwhelmed by all that he's 19 yeah he he shouldn't have to make those decisions and then he has to be the person that um his mom relies upon while she goes through major postpartum depression Uh she talks about looking in on little hyacinth and not being able to hold her and just having nothing in her to give to this baby who has done nothing wrong yeah and Antony has to be the one who holds his entire family together mm-hmm. through all of that. No wonder he's become so hard and jaded. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, yeah. okay, his character makes more sense now. I yeah, have, absolutely. That, th- that's something they did in this season that I was scared they were going to do. They made me like Antony Bridgerton. I know! I, which I actually, um. <laughs> I liked, I, that was why I liked this season so much, is we got so much more insight on the Bridgerton mm-hmm. family and their history. And I get I get it. For Daphne's, like, season, it was not, like, as relevant as it is for mm-hmm. Antony's because we didn't need to understand why Daphne was the way she was with all these flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But I now understand why Anthony is the way he is. And I mm-hmm. don't hate him anymore. I totally understand where he's coming from. And the reason he doesn't think he will have a love match, but beyond that, the reason he doesn't want a love match is because he watched his mother when his father died. And he, first of all, doesn't ever want to cause someone else that pain, but then he also doesn't ever want to go through that pain himself. No. He, it it terrifies him yeah. every single day, thinking that he might fall in love with someone mm-hmm. someday and then someday have to say goodbye to them. Yeah. And either leave them behind or be left behind. Ugh. And so he's going to marry Edwina because he doesn't love her. Um, And she's a good enough match. Yeah, where he can tolerate her. Mm -hmm. They get along perfectly well. Yeah. They are good friends. Yeah. And she will make an excellent mother. Mm -hmm. And he has no objections to her other than the fact that he is in love with her sister. Yeah. And he just won't admit it. And so they plan the wedding. Yeah. And it's such a big wedding. It's so And extra. so important that the queen has decided to host the wedding. Yes, because the queen. At her up. palace. Yes, because the queen's like, this is my diamond. But also she's literally on the hunt for a lady whistle down. It is a witch hunt. 
up in mm-hmm. here. The queen has a master plan that at this wedding she will figure out who Lady Whistledown is because of the way she's like stationed her men around certain guests who she knows are a bit more gossipy. So she's like, if this rumor spreads, we'll have an idea of who who Lady Whistledown is. Mm-hmm. So the wedding is happening. While they're getting ready for the wedding, Kate, the, I. I know this doesn't seem like a big detail, but to me, it's a very big detail. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring it up. Okay, okay. Kate presents Edwina with a set of bracelets that had belonged to her mother, mm-hmm. Kate's mother, not Edwina's mother, Kate's birth mother, yeah. that she wore when she married Kate's father. Uh-huh. Um, and she wants Edwina to wear them. And Edwina says no. They were your mother's, and this is a special day for both of us, and so you should wear them. And so Kate attends her sister's wedding wearing her mother's, like, her bangles, matrimony yeah. bracelets, okay? Drops one of the bracelets mid-ceremony, and Antony, who has been daydreaming, Looking at Edwina in her wedding dress, standing in front of him, and picturing Kate there instead, mm-hmm. spending the whole wedding staring at Kate behind Edwina instead of the woman he's marrying. Yep. Kate drops the bracelet, and Antony goes to pick it up and give it back to her and put it back on her wrist. And that's the moment that Edwina realizes that Antony is the, the man she's about to marry is in love with her sister. Yeah. And I I think that it's a very important detail mm-hmm. that the piece of jewelry she drops is the matrimony bangle. Yes. Ooh, I didn't even Because think about then that. when he puts it back on her wrist, it's like sliding the, <gasps> the, the ring on? wedding ring yes. onto a finger. Oh my god. But instead yes. of sliding a ring onto Edwina's finger, he's attaching that bangle to Kate. Yes. And oh, the face Edwina has when she realizes that they are in love with each other. Oh. And so she runs. Yeah. Runaway bride. Girl sprints out that church. Mm-hmm. Speak and now then, style. Yes. Kate <laughs> follows Kate follows her and Edwina and Kate have this big blow up yeah. fight where Edwina's like, you love him. How could I have been so blind? I'm such an idiot. And it's a moment of betrayal of, Mm -hmm. like, you are my sister. And you fell in love with the man that I am supposed to be married to. Yeah. Like, how could you? But also a moment of anger at herself of how could I have been so blind? Yeah. Because this was all right there in front of me. And I'm sure everyone else saw it. And now I feel like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel for Edwina. Like, she really Mm -hmm. did not know better. All this time, she mm-hmm. thought they, they she thought they hated each other, while mm-hmm. like Daphne, Lady Danbury, and even Violet, Antony's mom, have been like, mm, I don't think that's hatred, I think that's love. Like mm-hmm. everybody else around Edwina has noticed on it, and she just has been so in the dark. So I, yeah, I would feel stupid too. Yeah, like what an awful moment. And then she's like, feels so hurt because Kate had lied to Edwina about a thing with their grandparents because. In order for, because because uh, Kate's stepmother Mary married her father, a clerk. She was like ostracized from her family. Her family went mm-hmm. through this big like scandal in the town, and the only way for Edwina and their family to get like Edwina's inheritance or whatever is so is is if Edwina marries a good English man. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Kate's the only, has been the one like organizing this from the get-go like she does want Edwina's happiness but she wants to secure her own independence too mm-hmm. and so that got fucked up for them because of a blow up at dinner the previous night with Antony because uh, the grandmother was insulting Kate's family basically and Antony could not mm-hmm. stand for it and everything came to light Edwina's been like you've been lying to me about that you lied to me about this like you say you have my happiness, like, my best intentions at heart, but you clearly do not because you keep lying to me about this shit. And it's awful. And the mother's the, like, Kate, go anywhere else right now. I don't want to see you. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so Kate does go anywhere else, but who's there but Anthony? Mm-hmm. And so they have to have it out about yeah. what they are responsible for. Mm-hmm. Because if they had both just been honest about their feelings, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. It's... They could have been honest about their feelings any time yeah. before today. Any time before today. And they, they presented as like, well, we didn't know that what we were feeling was affection. We, we thought we hated each other just really strongly. <sighs> and it's like, no, no. You, no. You knew before today. You guys almost how kissed. You feeling. Yeah. Like, it It may have started out as, like... Hatred, for sure. A, a flame of anger. But you guys knew before this wedding day mm-hmm. that what you were feeling was not hatred. Yeah. It was affection. Yeah. It was love. And you could have been honest at any point before this actual day, and you mm-hmm. could have called it off. Anthony literally was like, Anthony was going to call it off. Mm-hmm. After that, he was like, I don't feel right. I'm a man of honor. Like, I, I can't go through with this. And Kate's the one and who tells him to go through with it. Yeah. Because She's of like, her I'm sister. Going, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go to India. Don't don't not marry my sister because of me. And he's like, there is nowhere on this world where you could go that would be far enough. Aww. And I'm like, hmm, I almost wonder if maybe that's a sign that you should cancel the fucking wedding. Literally. <laughs> and, like, I get, like the man canceling the wedding is like dashing the woman's honor but kate could have told edwina and yes how she feels yeah and then edwina would have canceled or anthony could have told edwina he doesn't really love her and then she would have canceled Mm -hmm. it like they could have done Mm -hmm. so many things and and it would have saved so much face edwina would not have been nearly as upset Uh she would have been upset yeah but she wouldn't have been nearly as as angry and embarrassed because she wouldn't have been made those connections Mm -hmm. on the altar in front of everyone literally the whole town is there the queen is there girl is mortified (laughs) and i hate a miscommunication trope literally more than anything else Mm -hmm. in this world and there was so much of it this season like i love kate and anthony i love the slow burn it's what i wanted Mm -hmm. last season with the angst and the slow burn but i needed better communication Mm -hmm. because i was getting real cranky but ultimately, what happens is that Edwina comes in to where Antony and Kate are talking, mm-hmm. and she's like, I hate both of you. Yep. Um, <laughs> and Antony's like, I'll still marry you if you want. And she's like, no, why would I want that? You cannot give me what I want. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I am thinking for myself uh, about what I want and not what other people are expecting of me. And what I want is not you. Ooh, yeah. Because even though I can give you what you want, you cannot give me what I want. Mm-hmm. Because I want someone to love me. Yep. Uh, so kindly fuck off. <laughs> um. And 
so they cancel the wedding. Mm-hmm. The queen sort of gives her blessing for it to be canceled. Yeah. Um, and then they have to figure out how to save face because mm-hmm. both families are essentially ruined by this scandal. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, if we just pretend that everything's fine, that it was called off by a mutual decision between the two of you, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Um, and of course, this does not work very no. well. But um, eventually, they they get there. They get back to sort of standing. The mm-hmm. queen basically saves both families by because they're at a ball. Yes, they all go to a ball. And Kate and Anthony dance together, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, shit. Everybody leaves the floor. They're like, oh, that's why the sister and Anthony didn't get married. It's because... And the <laughs> and the queen's like, oh, no, it isn't. That wedding didn't proceed simply because I didn't want it to. I love her. And everyone's like, God bless. And then she, she, she's like, uh, Miss Edwina, have I told you about my nephew? Yes. He's a prince. Yes. Girl I deserves a prince too. Edwina, Ugh. love her. Yes. Yes. Um, season ends with uh, Kate and Antony admitting that they love each other and mm-hmm. making out, and then they get married. End yeah. of story. The end. The end. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. that's the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lots go lots going on. It's but messy less than last season. Yeah, it's messier yeah. almost than last season. Less I plot lines, but yeah. Yeah, fewer plot lines, but the plot lines that we have are messier. Yeah, they are messy, messy bitches. Mm-hmm. Which worked better. I, I remember I, I, I like started the second episode and I immediately texted Alyssa and I was like, this season's going to be so messy. I can't wait. You are so right, though. Every episode I was like, holy shit, this is messy. The drama was real. <laughs> I was shook at literally every single episode by something happening. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. So I want to talk about my favorite moments and my favorite scenes Ooh. before we get into, like, uh, ship talk and Same. stuff like okay, that. cool. So uh, I am in love with the B scene. I am too. I love that scene. So um, as we know, as we've talked about already, An- Antony watched his dad die because of a bee sting. Mm-hmm. And so there are a few things in this world that he is more terrified of than bees. And as we also all know, Antony presents a very stoic sort of um, demeanor, right? And there's one scene where he and Kate are out in the gardens and Kate gets stung by a bee and he has a full-on meltdown Mm -hmm. because he's terrified that she's going to die. Yep. Um, And she has to be like, it's just a bee. It's just a bee because she doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. And so she like... He's like hyperventilating. She like takes his hand and puts it on her on her chest so that yeah. he can feel her heartbeat and like feel her breathing mm-hmm. in and out so it calms him down and they end up like forehead to forehead with her like coaxing him through this panic attack. Yeah. And I loved it. And oh my god, we forgot to talk about we forgot to talk about Kate's accident. Oh, shit, you're right. Okay, so the wedding gets canceled, right? Going back to plot points. Mm-hmm. The wedding gets canceled. Everyone's like, ah, everything's awful. Oh my gosh, uh, Kate and Anthony can't be around each other because then everyone will know that that's why things got canceled and it'll be a big scandal. Blah 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 blah. Um, Kate goes out, or oh my god, they they have sex. <gasps> they have sex in the garden. 
Kate and Anthony have sex in the garden. I can't believe we forgot that they have sex in the oh, garden. Oh, it was they so sex in the garden. Steamy too. Literally, they had it. They. Oh, we, we literally had barely anything this season. It was not like they they might have kissed once yeah. before that. Like it was not at all like season one in terms of God like, bless it wasn't. It was yeah. Season one was a little raunchy. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but this season it was like the perfect kind of slow burn. Like oh, mm. like lusty glances, and then it all come culminates. That's the word culminates to this moment where they have sex in the garden, and it's so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. But then the next morning, Kate is so distraught with, like, guilt about what mm. she did that she goes out riding, and it's a rainy, stormy, muddy morning, and Antony shows up at her house to propose to her. Yeah. And she's not there, and he's like, I know where she is. And he goes chasing after her and witnesses her fall off her horse mm-hmm. and crack her head open on a rock. Yeah. Uh, which is... Okay, listen, this is my favorite trope, maybe of all time, which is woman in life-threatening danger, man beside himself with grief. Yes! Oh my god, yes. My favorite moment of the first season was when Daphne rode into the duel and fell off her horse, and Simon was like, Daphne! And my favorite (gasps) moment in this season is Kate falling off of her horse and Antony being like, Kate! And picking her up and, like, carrying her back. I love Um, it. But Kate goes into a coma. This yeah. bitch goes into a coma. Antony can't bring himself to visit her because mm-hmm. he's terrified that, like, he's going to have to face the fact that he'll be without her forever. Yeah. So it's better for him to just detach himself from the whole thing. And then she wakes up and he's so beside himself with just, like, peace. Mm-hmm. Like, you watch him go through all five stages of grief yeah. and then just joy. In so less than ten seconds, it happens. And it's yes. the cutest thing it's ever. So cute. and, and then he proposes and then they get married. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and now we're back. So those, okay. are my, th- those are my favorite okay. moments of this season. Uh, the bee, the bee scene, and um, woman in life-threatening danger, man beside himself with grief. Okay, yes, Alyssa, amazing. Go. <laughs> okay, yes. As I already talked about, the Paul Mall sequence was one of my favorites. I loved watching it. I also like wa- loved watching Kate and Anthony like race to get their ba- like their balls after like they've been fucked over by the Bridgertons, <laughs> and like they're falling in the mud. They're laughing. It's fun. It's a great time. It's so cute to see them like getting along for once. Because I'm like, oh my god, they're so adorable. I love it so much. I think my other favorite moment was also when Kate's, like, in the coma and Anthony is beside himself with grief. Because my heart's like, ah! it was a whole thing. I, I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, listen. Obviously, I ship Anthony and Kate. Yeah. It's impossible not to. Um, But I have a, a, a sneaky little ship um, from Ooh. this season. It's Eloise and Footman John. What? What? <laughs> Okay, so Eloise uh, has a footman. His name is John. Yes. Um, He's an absolute cutie pie. And um, he's the one who takes her to all of her, like, uh, rendezvous with Theo at the bookshop. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that he's, like, they they, they take the time to have shots of his very bemused face. He's so Every time that she is like uh being Eloise mm-hmm. and uh he shows so much concern for her and so much amusement at her antics and I'm like I I'm these these two need to make out please. Yes. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> oh my god, yes. 
<laughs> so that's that's my sneaky ship from from this season. Okay. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have any other ships besides Kate and Anthony. That's my tea. I do ship Edwina and the Prince. I do too. Like I know the Prince isn't there, but mm-hmm. I ship them in like you know concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, well, I initially shipped Colin and Penelope when Colin wasn't being a douche. Yeah. But then he was a dick, and I was like, well, never mind. I don't ship you guys right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I wanted from this season, hmm. just so I could have tr- the drama, is I wanted for Jack to come in and take an interest in Penelope. <gasps> I did, too, actually. And then for Colin to come back and for that to be a thing that was um but then it wasn't yeah (laughs) then he was with the other featherington because of scandal (laughs) (laughs) but i also the cousin thing was weird for me i was not here yeah i was like Mm -hmm. i had like a throwback to pride and prejudice with um Mm -hmm. lizzie and and mr collins and mr collins were their cousins and Mm -hmm. i was not here for it Granted, Jack and the Featherington sisters are, like, fourth cousins mm-hmm. twice removed yeah. kind of thing. Like, they're distant enough that, mm-hmm. like, if someone hadn't told them that they were related, they would not know or care, yeah. you know? exactly. But, um, they literally call him Cousin Jack. They do. It's, it's... It's gross. It might be, like, a formality thing, but I still think it's weird. Yeah, it is. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So, we've talked favorite moments. Yes. We've done ship talk. Do you have favorite characters that you would like to point out from this season? I loved Kate so much. Mm-hmm. She was literally everything. I loved how, like, tough she was, but also, like, how much she cared for her family at the same time. I like the duality mm-hmm. of that. Like, I loved her snark also. That was one of my favorite things. It's just her mm-hmm. laughing back at Anthony because he mm-hmm. had it coming. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she was my, she was my fave. My favorite character in this season was the hair and makeup department. <laughs> it was so good. Like even Daphne's hair, which I I hated, hated her baby bangs. Oh, and they got rid of the but baby bangs finally. She, her hair was beautiful was this good. season. Kate's hair was, oh, was gorgeous. Oh my god. Oh my god. I know the um, Sharma sisters. Their hair was always like immaculate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hair and makeup department yes. was my favorite character this season. You know what? I feel you. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with that statement. All right. All Are right. we ready for Zillennial quiz taking? I'm so excited for this quiz. Okay. So, y'all, we're taking a quiz today um, from BuzzFeed, and it's a which of the Sharma sisters are you mm-hmm. quiz. So it's uh, whether we will be Edwina or Kate Sharma. It is titled... Hold on, it's loading. I'm sorry, I had to open it. Dearest reader, it's time to find out if you're more like Kate or Edwina Sharma from Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Come armed with a cup of chai and your best gossip for this quiz. I'm so, so ready. We're going to take it. I high-key kind of think we're both going to end up being Kate. I think we are too. Um, but I'll be interested to see if one of us is Edwina. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, we'll see y'all on yes. the other side. Okay, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Did we? Did we? Okay, are we both Edwina yes, instead? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. What? Okay. Uh, uh, listen, do you want to read the description? Yes. Okay. So we got Edwina. 
It says, like Edwina, you're known for your sweet, kind, and caring nature. In fact, your friends would call you the mum of the friend group because you're always baking them goodies, showering them with compliments, and texting them to make sure they got home safe. Like Edwina, some people may mistake your kindness for naivete. Naiti- oh my god, I can't say that word right now. Naivete. Naivete, thank you. And while that sometimes may be true, you're working on building your inner strength and voicing your opinions more often. I don't know if I... I feel that for me, but I definitely thought you were... Like, if, if I got Edwina, you were definitely going to get Kate. Yeah, I, I... No, I don't really relate to Edwina. Besides, like, the kind, caring thing. Mm-hmm. I am not the mom of our the mom of our friend group at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> that was a good quiz. That, that was, was a fun. That, quiz. that was a fun quiz, though. I liked it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. Do you have any final thoughts on season two of Bridgerton, Alyssa? I mean, not to sound like everybody out there, but it was definitely better than season one with just so much storytelling and like get, helping us get to know the Bridgertons better, making me like Anthony as a character. Mm-hmm. The like the whole like romance setup I thought was much better than Daphne and the Duke. Um, mm-hmm. I I yeah, watch this season. I mean, watch both, but like the season's gonna be mm-hmm. better. Yeah, I agree. I. In particular, the romance setup was better, I think, because we got more of the pining. Yes. And I understand why we couldn't get it mm-hmm. in the first season, because a large portion of Daphne and Simon's storyline is what happens after they're married. Yes. Um. So, like, I get it. I understand mm-hmm. that we had to kind of rush to the wedding to get all of the drama of the last, like, three episodes. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I wanted I wanted more of a sl- slow burn I for them. Too. And yes. we got we got the slow burn in this one and it wasn't even a slow burn it was a a very fast burn yes but, it um, was the the flame changed yes the flame was not there was the always s- there was always a flame it yes. just changed different sizes <laughs> yep <laughs> the whole time yeah right, yeah i liked i liked this season a lot more and i uh i guess my, my general thought is that the bridgertons are just incredibly privileged they and really are. some of them know that and some of them are assholes yeah yeah i i would agree with that statement yep absolutely (laughs) (laughs) will i not watch the third and fourth seasons no i will Um, i will i will consume those with everything in benedict season you bet your sweet ass i'm watching it Mm. he's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) i love that man all right Alyssa, where can they find our podcast? You can find our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and sometimes SoundCloud. Um, if you listen to your podcast <laughs> on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, subscribe and give us a five-star rating because we want people to find us. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at tsquee. Or if you have longer thoughts, go ahead and send us an email at tandsquee at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That's T, the letter N, squee at gmail.com. Alyssa, what should they send us this Week. I want to know what Edwina and the prince's meeting would have been like. I'm yes. desperately like, curious. I'm, sh- I'm sure the fanfic already exists. I'm sure. But I don't want to search for it. No, so I if don't... you could either write some yes. or find some for me, so much that'd easier. be great. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I don't want to <laughs> write it myself or find it myself. All about being lazy here. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Uh, Stay safe. Stay hot. Stay hydrated. Uh, Yeah. And we'll see you next time Mm -hmm. for something else absolutely amazing. Yes.
All right. Okay. Okay. Love y'all. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.